What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with... His co-host and co-coach, co-coach KG, and I'm in the house. And we got another episode of Motivation Monday. I've loved the response. You know, there's nothing like getting motivated on a Monday. So if you got a nice cup of coffee or whatever it is you like to have, uh, we got an amazing episode planned for you today with some incredible content. But as always, let's start up with a fire quote. What do you got, Kyle? My quote, I mean, it's quite fire. It may not be like the most like, oh, you know, like let's crush a quote, but it's going to be something that's going to help you, you know, continue to stay in the game, stay on your fitness journey. And uh, I think it's something that everything, everyone needs to hear. And I've said this a few times. I just want to give you all a reminder. One of the biggest things on your fitness journey, strive for progression, not perfection. Okay. We're not perfectionists. We're not in here, you know, on our fitness journey to try to do a million different things at once. Perfect. You know, at the end of the day, our fitness journey is a marathon, not a sprint. And I do find that a lot of times, if there's one reason why people who start their fitness journey, they don't finish is because they get down on themselves. They realize, oh, I had one week where, you know, I usually get five workouts in, I could only do two. And then they get be, they get demotivated down on themselves. And I just want to remind you that, you know, progression is one of the best things and it's going to come in different forms. So we always encourage all of our coaching clients to find different ways to monitor progress, right? It's not just the number on the scale, but measurements wise, like you could set a goal to do 20 workouts in the month. That could be like your progression. That could be the one thing you focus on. So really strive for that. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, there's no such thing. None of us are perfect. And just remember that, you know, that's it. That's my goal, my my, my goal for the week. That's awesome. You know, I was even listening to an excellent uh, quote. Uh, I was listening to just a random podcast with Tony Horton, the P90X guy. And he was saying, uh, you know, I try to just get a bunch of different sources of info and listen to different speakers and, you know, consume as much content as I can. You know, both myself and Kyle, I think it's fair to say, are in such a journey to be our best self and to grow and do amazing things. And we're constantly, you know, working to achieve that. But case in point, um, on this episode, he said it's so funny because he found the number one excuse with P90X was people would say it's an hour and I can't work out for an hour. And he say, so do half of it, work out for 30 minutes. And people go, I can't do that. I can't 30 minutes. I It's either I do all of it or nothing. And he's like, what the heck? And you know, it really resonated yeah. with me because people are like that. Hey, I'm not going to be able to nail my nutrition this week. So I can't work out. It's like, pardon, like, how are those two tied together? Like, those are not, you know, mutually exclusive. Like, they, they're separate things, you know, like you don't need one to have the other. And so many people have this all or nothing mentality of if I can't do it perfect, I can't do it at all. If I have one bad meal, I'm going to eat everything. If I miss one workout, what's the point of going to the gym for the week? Or um, a great example, you know, we brought up in the past, Kyle's client Corwin, he uh, posted on our Facebook group saying, hey, you know, he thought at first it was like a negative that he went to the gym and he was only there for 30 minutes before it closed. And we're like, that's a huge win. Like you got it in, you did something, you did what you could. And, you know, as long as you're striving for progression and doing what you can, that's all we can ask. And, yep. you know, the best thing you can do, you can really like take chains off yourself by removing that all or nothing attitude, you know, like you really just need to do what you can. And if you come in, you're not feeling 100%, you might be working out at 60% for that day. Or, you know, if you're trying to run or jog or walk and you can't go your full distance, you at least were out there being active. And, you know, as long as you're trying and you're doing something and you're putting your best foot forward, you will see that change. So I love that quote. Yeah, awesome. Very well said.
Yeah, that, that kind of tied into my thoughts with what I had. And, you know, this is a quote I kind of just made up because it's kind of something that's been on my head lately more and more. And it's that you don't luck your way into change. You have to work for it. Um, more than anything, you know, like I'm hearing all these crazy polls and stats, you know, like I saw one that most millennials are expecting $100,000 for a home from their parents. Oh, I saw that too somewhere. Yeah, which is crazy. And um, I saw another one saying that um, some crazy, I can't remember the percentage, so I'm not going to throw out a false statistic, but a really insane metric of people think they will actually win the lottery and that's how they'll make their income. <laughs> and like, it's just amazing, you know, like obviously there's a lot of handouts nowadays and, you know, more and more, it seems like, you know, people are kind of just wanting those fast, um, you know, ways of success. And it's so funny more than ever. If you ask like a little kid, like at a family fam jam, Hey, what do you want to be when you're older? They go, I want to be a YouTuber. And, you know, it's just kind of crazy right now, but case in point, you know, you can't sit around and expect things to just happen to you. You actually have to get out there and work for it. And fitness is like this more than ever. Like I've, I've heard every excuse in the book as a fitness coach. Hey, I can get started um, once my kids are a little older. Hey, I can get started once I get a better job. Hey, I can get started once I get more, uh, you know, more time at work. Like, there's never a perfect time, and me and Kyle say this more than we'd like to, but the best time is now. Like, time is going away. You have one life. You have very limited time. Like, you just don't have all this time in the world, and you just can't expect every star to align and it to be super easy. It's always going to be hard. There's always going to be reasons why you can't do something. But instead of looking for those negatives or just expecting these things to happen just know you got to work for it you got to grind you got to do what's uncomfortable and get at it and you know if you're someone who's been putting something off in your fitness your health whatever it may be you know get out there and get at it and i love seeing this transformation of uh, people that you know apply for coaching that are very serious and they want to get started and you know they have these objections and then we talk through them and they go all right let's do it and then it's just amazing seeing them transform you know not only physically but mentally just how they get more energy they achieve more at work they feel more confident they're doing things they never did before like every day i'm getting texts hey i'm waking up earlier hey i'm doing gratitude journal in the morning hey i'm doing this hey i got a promotion hey i'm feeling better than i ever have i'm getting more dates i'm getting confidence to talk to more guys or more girls it's just incredible and it, it all carries forward but you just can't expect luck to you know land upon you and for you to get all these wonderful things get out there and work for it Absolutely. I love, I think one of my favorite things is listening to those success stories. First of all, our client success stories are my favorite, but even past that of someone who's like just grinded for like 20 or 30 years or just like put so much work in. And then like, you see like, you know, that they got lucky, you know, and then it's just like, no, I'm like, they've been putting in the work, like low key, just going to the gym doing like, you know, obviously for business related, you know, they're, they're obviously hustling uh, in the side hours, just doing so many things that a lot of people don't see. But even for other people's like transformation fitness wise, like there's a lot of times like, you know, your character is defined by what you do when nobody else is looking. And I think that's one of my favorite quotes. I know I butchered that a little bit, but I just always think back to that. Like, man, nobody even knows I'm getting this workout in. Nobody knows I'm, you know, doing any of this stuff unless you, I guess, have me on the Apple watch. Like most people won't see it, but you know, a lot of times you just got to work for it. Like stop wishing like, Oh, you know, I, I hope I get this like, you know, inheritance or like, I hope I just like snap my fingers and lose this weight. Like just being able to accept the fact that you have to work for something and, and just when you do achieve that, it's just the best feeling in the world. So yeah, I think two good quotes to start this motivation Monday. Awesome. So you got any thoughts for this uh, week's episode? No, not so much, man. Just, uh, just kind of keep my head down grinding. I think, uh, we talked a lot about, yeah, grinding, grinding. Uh, we talked a lot about, uh, a lot about stakes recently. I know we've mentioned it a few times, but Josh, myself, 
um, you know, set, we set ambitious goals and things that are kind of uncomfortable and kind of a bit scary. And there's, there's a recent one where we had set it and like part of us, like even one, there was one day I know Josh was like kind of thinking, oh, you know, of how we, we may not achieve it. Right. But it's like the second you start doubting yourself is the second it starts to become more real that you're not going to achieve something. So I just wanted to encourage everyone here. Like whenever you, the second you think that like you need to find a way to like brush it off. Like even I'll, I'll use some examples of me like squatting with a couple hundred pounds on my back. The second I think, Oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it it becomes, oh, well, there you go. It's like, it's game over. Like, I'm not saying that you're going to fail, but it's something that we really need to train ourselves. Like if, if possible, I know everyone's brains are wired differently, but you know, it obviously does require work. But even for this, like real stakes, like Josh and myself, we're hustling so much more now. We're like so much more motivated, fired up because we have something that's so real in front of us that if we don't achieve it, it's like, oh my gosh, I do not want to, you know, just, I don't want to do this. We won't get into the specifics, but you know, if you don't have a stake invested into your fitness, journey or your your um, non-negotiables which I talked about with our coaching clients last week in our group call you know you got to do that because it's real it's it's scary and it's something that can push you 10 times more yeah and it can be something you know really silly like our motivator is silly it's not we're not going to die if it ends up happening and I loved one in particular from my client Kim Um, her motivator was if she didn't you know achieve her goal of doing her workouts and destroying her nutrition she was going to film a TikTok with her daughter and she's like I refuse to do a TikTok (laughs) and like I love that you know it doesn't have to be like all or nothing intense you know you'll suffer but it could just be something you don't want to do like that's if you hate vacuuming more than anything say if I don't do these things I'm going to vacuum and you know know the thought I had too was and we were saying before this I just love force accountability I love you know putting positions around me uh, that will only bring me for success you know just the same like you can dig yourself in a hole like you know I could really mess myself up I could go to the grocery store today buy as much pop chips uh, cookies chocolate load them in my house and say maybe one day I'll have guests over and we'll have this that's just gonna mess me up like I know those are things that are gonna only bring me down and you can do the same with positives you know even for my thought I literally had like like two days ago an epiphany I'm like oh my goodness like I'm actually in the prime of my life like you know according to what most people say like I just turned 25 a few weeks ago Kyle's 25 too um you know we have our whole lives in front of us all this exciting stuff and I'm like I'm in the prime of my life and don't get me wrong I work hard I look good I've done all these things but I know I can do so much better and I know I'm capable of so much better and you know I don't want to squander this amazing time and I have goals to continue to be in amazing shape but you know everything is in my favor right now and I should really be taking that and rolling with that so you know I went to the drawing board I went to the lab uh, of my mind and I thought you know what are some actions I can take to force accountability to help me take it to the next level to help me you know evolve and grow as a person and you know some examples are I've started tracking my my uh, workouts again I know we talked about this in a podcast before and I found it a little time consuming but now in between sets I look at my phone just to log my weights and you know every week I see what I did last workout and I'm like oh I got to do more than that or you know I know I'm writing it down so I don't want to you know go for a lighter weight and you know I love that little bit of force accountability and even you know I want to push it I want to get everything going um, you know just shred a few pounds so I competed on Apple Watch like with one of my clients. He's got a big ego. I got a big ego. We've Jeez. competed a full time a few times. I beat him the first time and then I think we've competed four other times and we've tied every time because we both get perfect for points. So I said, okay, buddy, let's see what you're made of. We're going to keep competing until one of us loses. We're just going to keep running it, increasing the move goal or the exercise goal every week just to where it gets ridiculous. But I love it. It pushes me. It helps me focus. It gets me going that, logging the weights, you know, doing a few different things, prepping more meals 
sales has just been, you know, an amazing catalyst. And these little things, you know, really kind of tie me into my goal, get me fired up, keep me accountable. So whatever you can do in your life to kind of have these things to, you know, force your hand and, you know, sharing your goals, telling your friends, these things we've mentioned, they're super, super powerful. Yeah, there's a lot more to this fitness journey than, you know, just those like simple, like, hey, track food, like that's absolutely huge. But like, these are the extra things that we want to give you that extra edge, like setting these competitions up, you know, switching your mindset, establishing these habits. Like, you know, even my, I posted, like, I know Josh has his competitions going. I just, I really encourage you to find a few different people, whether it's your, you know, and that's what's cool is like, I've been getting so many competitions, like, probably about 10 clients have been like, Hey, let's compete. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't even handle these many, this many competitions, but it's fun. Like last week, my client Corbin was like, Hey, let's do a step goal. Like he got 96,000 steps. I got 86,000. Like I, I hate losing, but it literally got me to go for three extra walks, um, walk around the entire time while I was working out. Usually I never do that anymore. And then also just go for like one or two extra runs. And it's like, that alone is huge. So if you can find someone like, I'm not a lazy person, but I've been slacking on that walking and, and running department. So it's like, wow, I, I just literally 10x or 5x my results in terms of movement because of this small goal. And I know he was going above and beyond. So, you know, if there's one thing I encourage is find extra accountability, just find someone who's in your circle who you can be like, hey, let's let's do this challenge. Let's let's try something different. Let's let's see who can go the full week without, you know, caving on our um you know, on, on foods that aren't, don't make us feel good or, or drinking or like whatever it is and just, and have fun with it. Like it, it it's going to help you out definitely, um, for the rest of your life, you know, yeah, just that, these small things. That's a big thought I've had to, you know, do more of what makes you feel good. And if something doesn't make you feel good, you know, try and cut it out. I even listened to, um, you know, like a podcast with Matthew McConaughey this week, and he said his number one tip for success is taking 10 minutes, check in with yourself every morning before you check in with anyone else. When you wake up, before you say hi, before you engage with the world, before you answer email, uh, just spend some time journaling, checking in, you know, seeing how you're doing, uh, doing gratitude journal, doing all these things. And that's something I've actually implemented and I felt so good doing. And like, there's things I know I feel great doing and things I do that don't make me feel good. So I'm trying to, you know, kind of work to cut those things. And, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, workouts are hard. I don't feel good doing them. But, you know, who doesn't feel incredible after a workout? You know, we used to post on Twitter a lot. Um, I regret that workout, said no one ever, because it's the truth. Every workout you do, you feel so good. You get endorphins. You just feel stimulated. You feel active. Activity promotes more activity, and it just does wonderful things. So I love that point even Kyle just made now about, you know, trying to cut the things that don't make you feel good. You know, even for me, I, I didn't drink a ton of diet drinks, but I've actually limited myself a lot because... Um, we have dollar drink days here, so it's like a dollar for any size diet beverage. And I got one and I had this piercing headache and I was like, what the heck? And then like it went away and I never get headaches. And a week later I had it again and I'm like, what is going on? And those are the two days I had a diet drink, mm. usually one a week. And you know, I read into it and it seems like it is a pretty common phenomenon. And I'm not saying they're horrible for you, don't ever have them, but I just know personally it gives me a headache and I don't feel good. I feel bloated and a bloated and a headache, I'm like, ah, I'm gonna avoid it. And yeah. I just cut that out. But that's gonna be different for everyone, no matter what it is. But that's why it's so important to really analyze your situation, how you feel and think. Uh, from that different lens yeah and one last quote before we get into it the only bad workout is the one you didn't do i love it that's awesome all right real quick client shout out my client kofi really really cool story about this beauty here um he reached out to me i actually used to personal train him back in the day when i did personal training and he did okay you know we ran through a package we didn't see any crazy change and you know in general i'm 
personal training is great. You know, the walk you through it, get you doing things right. But um, a lot of the time, the nutritional side and other components can be neglected. And usually someone who signs up, in my opinion, for personal training initially is someone who just thinks they can do it purely through exercise. So I think I tried to communicate my nutritional values and all the components of that, but we didn't have, you know, a ton of success. But, you know, he reached out to me, he said, man, I wish we'd get back to it. I'm living somewhere else, but, um, you know, I want to get fit again. I said, hey, I offer an online coaching service. You should check it out. Um, It's actually super affordable. It's significantly more cheap, uh, not cheap. It's a lot more affordable than PT, you know, at the time, if you consider you're paying 60 to $100 a session, you're doing three of those a week. You're going to be spending some good money monthly, you know, probably up upwards of $600, $1,200, depending on how much your trainer is. I said, hey, you know, it's going to be like half of that. Um, like, let's get this going. He jumped in. Um, you can see his transformation. We posted it there. And, you know, even today, I just got a text and I, I wanted to share this with everyone is, hey, man, I just wanted to thank you for the coaching. I'm so fit now, bro. I'm running like I used to when I played varsity sports. I don't get tired from regular activities. I like what I see in the mirror. Bulk and clean with zero inches added to my waist. Man, I'm so grateful. I don't even get tired when I run or exercise. This is just nuts. And we're just getting started. This is eight weeks in. Um, He's going to do some amazing things. But you can see his progress for only eight weeks. He looks like a whole different person. Looks like a, you know, straight up athlete, a beast. You know, whereas before he was tired, his posture was all messed up. And, you know, I'm just really proud of him for making that change and opening up his lens to what's possible and seeing the value in coaching. I know online coaching is such a distance thought. You're like, what does it encompass? Is it personal enough? And, you know, it's just a great example of the value it consists of. Yeah, he's crushing it. Honestly, I just remember him back in the back in the gym, just like seeing him crushing the sled push. And it's just really cool because once again, online coaching isn't for everybody. But the truth is that like it is five to 10 times cheaper than personal training. And, and what we've done is we've tried to create a system where it's as personal as you can get it. Like, I truly believe that I'm just as good as a personal trainer. Like I can offer that much more personal value while being able to not have to drive to New York seven hours and train you or just have to like, you know, meet up with you or do anything like that. It's just, it's been really cool because honestly, like I'm just so grateful for everyone that I work with. I know Josh is as well because like, you know, seven years ago, like we could have never imagined we'd have this many awesome people and we are still looking to take on a few more people. Of course, there is an investment for this, but if you are looking to take your fitness journey to the next level and see what it's all about, make sure to send us a DM with results, uh, Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-C-O-L, sorry, I got to start again, just I don't want to mess you up, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S, fit with results, and we'll get back to you and make sure you're the right fit for our uh, coaching program. Yeah, I don't want to make it abundantly clear. Coaching is not free. Yeah. This is a service me and Kyle spend a lot of our time personally. All of our programming is custom done. Um, so we work from you, you know, where you started, make a routine especially made for you, you know, help you establish the best foods for you to be eating, the best macronutrients to ensure your success for your journey and what time and resources you have available. And this is very custom coaching. This isn't going to be like some thing you sign up for on the internet for a hundred bucks and you get a routine and some nutrition. It's not like that what's Whatsoever. This is a pure custom guaranteed transformation. We will see you through it. We have now accelerated to a 97% success rate and we're even more confident. We're going to continue to get that up. And we are very careful who we work with because, you know, when you reach out, we want to make sure you're all in on this journey. You're ready to see this change. You're ready to make that investment in yourself. And we promise you, we will get you there. And our goal is to be, you know, the last 
personal trainer, online coach you ever need to hire. We really want to guide you with, you know, what you need to do to see long-term sustainable results, you know, to really teach you the fundamentals. You know, they say, give a man a fish, you feed him for the day, teach a man a fish, you feed him for life. And, you know, we want to get you into the process and the community of this. And we have an amazing accelerator right now for 90 days that we're offering to jump into this program to, you know, fix postural deficiencies, to establish a baseline, to shred off unwanted fat and start adding lean muscle and strength. And then we can continue from there. But once again, our goal was to make this very affordable, but it is very custom. Um, so it's not cheap by any means, but it's not insanely expensive. And anyone who's serious, you know, regardless of their financial situation, will definitely be able to afford it. So if you want to see real change for an amazing value, um, definitely reach out on Instagram at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Jeez. It's so funny. The, the other day I realized I say that a bit and then one of your clients, I forget who it was in the Facebook group, sent something like, geez. And I'm like, man, I swear she got that from either you or me. It's we just, used to be really bad for We used it. to be bad. We, we had a very our, bad phase. Our YouTube videos, like every like two clips would be like, geez. I have no idea where that came from, but I just thought it was funny. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a very interesting phase. Into the mailbag we go. All right, Kyle, how do you feel about cheat days? Everyone I, needs them, right? I, I do it every day, man. Every day is a cheat day for me. <laughs> no, I mean, well, in, in reality, when you think about it, every day, if I want a cookie or two, if I want an ice cream sandwich, if I want something, I fit it into my day. But what this question is referring to is cheat days. So there's a full day on Sunday, you go blown out of proportion, 7,000 calories, eat whatever the heck you want, wherever you want, however you want. No, this is just, I don't understand. I think this comes from like bodybuilders. I think a lot of times you hear how they have cheat days, cheat meals. I just don't like that term. We're working with everyday people who just want to become better, develop better habits, um, create more sustainable habits. And I just think this entire thing just makes absolutely no sense and what i find happens a lot of the times is people who have ever done cheat days like we do not mess around with it because they just don't work as someone's in a deficit for five or six days the weekend comes it's you know it's a cheat weekend it's a cheat day deficits gone back to square one so what we like to do with our coaching program we use uh, straightforward nutrition which is our protocol where we allow you to have no food restrictions still have fun with friends um, still go out on weekends still just enjoy it while seeing progress and this is what's going to help you succeed for the rest of your life not just for the next couple weeks or one week or two weeks this is going to be a long-term investment and this is why we feel like our approach works way better than just this whole cheat day and cheat meal approach Absolutely. And, um, you know, one good example is, hey, you know, what about for my birthday or really exciting event or if something's going on and, you know, we're realists. Um, we know this journey is something that's a constant journey. We're not perfect. We're not robots. And like Kyle said, strive for progression, not perfection. And to to me, like one day to just completely go crazy, it just really messes with your averages. It doesn't promote a healthy relationship with food. Um, it's It's just, it's very tough in the long run. But like, let's say, Kyle's having this amazing barbecue and he's ordered all these fancy meats, all this stuff, and he doesn't necessarily have that much fat or whatever, and he wants to enjoy it, you know, and that's his thing, and he wants to go a thousand over his calories, you know, and he's my client, I would say, I'm okay with that as long as mindfully you're accepting the results of that. It's like if you spend more money on something, you know, if you're going to spend a lot of money on one particular thing or an experience or an event, as long as you can justify the loss of money, knowing it might put you back a bit, but you will earn it back, that's the same regard you want to have 
have into overconsumption. You know, it's ridiculous to think that no one will ever deviate from their macros ever. And, you know, that's why my approach is to really kind of do it in a healthy way. But I've had examples too of, hey, it's my birthday. I want to eat more foods, but I still want to hit my goal. So someone like that will say, okay, like let's set a hard cap. If you're normally eating 2,000 calories, let's limit it to 3,000. Have a great time. Try and get our protein in in the morning and not worry about the carbs and fats. Or someone will say, hey, I'm really strict with my goals. It's my birthday. I just want to hit my goals. I don't want this to mess me up. I'll say, let's stick to our grind then. If that's your true want, that's great. And then some other people say, it's my birthday. I don't freaking care. <laughs> I'm having the time of my life. And if I have to work two weeks to make up for it, so be it. As long as you have that mentality and you're not coming in like, oh, I'm just going to, it's my birthday. Calories don't count. And then on your, the next day you go, oh, why'd the scale go up? It went up for a reason. You just have to be realistic about the consequence of the action. And as long as it's something personally you're okay with accepting, then I'm absolutely okay with it. And I can understand it. Um, but more often than not people will say hey like i had a cheat meal i feel horrible what should i do and that's the thing like once again go with what makes you feel good you know as much as i'd love to eat two large pizzas right now i'm gonna feel horrible it's not realistic you know i'd rather work things in or make a healthy alternative and you know the odd day i want to celebrate and enjoy something try and make it work the best i can but you really have to relate back to your goals where you're at now and what you got going on yeah no super well said i think i should have definitely clarified a bit better i just um like I'm totally cool, like with the you know, hey, like the exceptions, right? There's a lot yeah, of yeah. We times, just don't like the concept. I don't of like it. the concept of it because a lot of times people are like, oh, do we get cheat days with this? And it's like, no. Like if you have a situation coming up, or like even myself, like I've consciously made the decision to go over maybe on a Saturday where I was going out and have an extra 500 calories or thousand, whatever it is. But I think that just the whole concept of cheat days, I think, is like something that gets thrown around a lot that just really kind of messes with people because like you know then. People start thinking just that that's a thing like that's that's hey every single week there's a cheat day and it's like I remember thinking that back in the day and I think why I'm a bit more passionate about it is because I used to I used to believe it and I, I know people close to me as well who think like oh like Sunday's a cheat day and it's like they have that set thing that it's like no matter what it's ingrained in their mind that it's a cheat day like you can't eat anything healthy you can't hit your protein it's like just take everything that you've been restricting yourself for for the last week or the last two weeks and just fit it in. And I've seen it happen and I've done it many times like when I first started and holy crap, it's it's not it's not fun. It's not good for your mental health, not good for your relationship with food. I just remember like there'd some be, be some people who just will go out to every fast food joint that they can't have during the week and then just do it on Sunday when in reality, if I want a fast food joint on a Tuesday, you know, if it fits within my macros, I'll make it work. I'm going to just, if I get a craving, I'm going to do it instead of pushing it off until later. And I think that's how you see better long-term success. So yeah, that's just my thoughts about. Yeah. The and I really want to dive into this because we do get asked this a lot. And, you know, I think it's a very important thing for people to think about. I do go back to the money example a lot because I find money and, you know, caloric intake are very similar, similar because, you know, if you go into a, uh, excess, you know, you're eating too much or you're spending too much money you're going to be broke or you're going to gain weight and you know it's just something that carries over it's the equivalent of if I saved a lot of money you know for six days of the week I was super frugal I worked really hard I didn't get a Starbucks coffee I did nothing and then on the last day you said go crazy you're worth it get whatever you want 
I'd, I'd just end up losing so much money. Like I would be in such a worse place than, you know, indulging in small things and being reasonable. And it's the same case um, with cheat days. And my biggest problem with the cheat day is it has to go a lot with restrictive dieting, with only eating purely clean six days of the week, never having any fun, not being realistic. And that's not what we approach, right? Um, you know, the restrictiveness of it, um, the theory of cheat days is you've had six perfect days, you've lost weight, you've eaten, eaten really healthy, then you have one day to go a little crazy. And it's just, it's not going to work. It's going to mess up everything. And you're going to just basically feel like you're spinning your wheels because you're restricting, you're going so hard, you're miserable for six days and you eat a ton and you feel just as miserable. And that's why we love 80-20. We brought it up before. Essentially, you know, 80% of the foods that we consume are, we try to make sure great foods that you can pronounce, that you understand, that you know are healthy, that make you feel great. And then if Kyle wants some cookies or ice cream at night, you know, he'll reserve that for 20% of his calories. He'll have a reasonable amount. It's not going to make him feel sick. You know, I've been liking dark chocolate. I have like three or four squares. I enjoy it and I cut it off there, you know, as opposed to having six bars and feeling horrible about it, you know, and I feel great because of that. I perform well in the gym. I'm focused. I have more energy. I'm not lethargic. And yeah, so that's a really in-depth answer, but I think it will help people conceptualize our opinion a little bit better. Yeah. I just feel like it's one thing that does lead to people spinning their wheels. I just, I I can never say that anyone will ever feel good from a day like that. Cheat meals are one thing where like it can be more controlled. You can like still be within a deficit, all that stuff. But I just, once again, that whole term cheat, like, Hey, I'm cheating. Like, I just don't like it because I find that it really uh, messes with people's mindset and, um, doesn't help you. Uh, especially when so many people have bad relationships with food, when they start associating themselves with having something that's more fun and that should be okay within a diet or just uh, an eating phase. Now they think, Oh, I'm cheating. So it has that negative effect. Like, Oh, I cheated. So, you know, may as well, screw this. It's, there's no point. So just get rid of that word. I don't think it's just the best thing, especially from working with so many people who have had these types of issues. I find that it's just not the best thing for most people. Okay. What are the best tips for doing cardio with a knee injury? Swim, jump in the ocean. Swim's awesome. Yeah. I funny story. Actually, I used to teach aquafit, um, at gold's gym back in the day. That was one of my first jobs. Uh, I think I got like, I don't even know what I got paid. Probably not very much. Minimum wage. Yeah. I remember it was hilarious because so many people make kind of fun of Aquafit and they'll be like, oh, it's just like you're doing these little water aerobics. Like it's people that don't actually work out. But, you know, there's a group of ladies that were already doing it and they weren't doing a course too intense, you know, and I came in there. I think they loved it too. You know, they'd all get pretty giddy about it. Like this young dude jacked up, you know, instructing it. But I I'd put them through a good workout. You know, we would go through circuits. You know, we'd kind of have like an upper and lower day and I'd have them rotate ABC. Then with a, you know, 30 to 60 second kind of cardio finisher and we'd run through that. Uh, pretty much for an hour and I had people feeling it and what's funny too is you know like I'd play around with my buddies a lot and throw a football and I remember I had a very weird shoulder my shoulder was not good I had no confidence and I had a bad shoulder and from teaching and doing all that aquafit like my shoulder just got built up and felt so great it's just such a low impact cardio and it's just so phenomenal I know it's really tough to get access to good pools because of COVID. But, you know, even using those little water weights to work through injuries or to strengthen areas or even swim in general is just such a great example of cardio. It's so funny you brought that up because it is something I'm very passionate about and something I have a lot of history with. And, uh, you know, you can actually get some great workouts in the water. You know, some of my favorite things were if you grab onto the edge of the pool and do flutter picks, you know, flutter kicks with straight legs, 
point those toes. It's going to decimate your quads and lower abs. You're going to feel phenomenal. Uh, you can do a lot of great stuff in the water, especially rear delt and rotator cuff work. Um, there's just so much fun you can have uh, in the pool. Yeah, like it does look kind of silly here and there, but I'll never forget. Uh, last year, I went on a trip and I did two water aerobics classes. Never done it before. And then I see this jacked instructor. He's literally just, he's huge. He's teaching it. So I'm like, you know what? I, you know, I don't want to sit on my butt and be lazy all day. Let me go join these classes. And then I look at my Apple watch and I'm like, man, I just burned like 300 calories in like 30 minutes. And my like shoulders were on fire. Like everything felt just so good afterwards. And it was just like, man, I wish I could do, I, I want to do these more often. You know, it's just, it's not something that you see like powerlifter, bodybuilder dude doing this or whatever, but they're, they're really cool. I think they're so beneficial. I was like, wow, this, I can't believe this. It felt really good. Yeah. And my other number two answer, um, you know, is the elliptical. Yeah. Elliptical is really low impact. You know, you really want to get moving because it can also feel a little bit easy. But if you get in there and you really challenge yourself, you're more gliding as opposed to hard stomping. It can be a lot nicer on the uh, knee. You know, I'd also recommend just getting a knee brace while you work out. can go a long way, you know, keeping the joint warm. Spend some time icing it. You know, if you know you have a weak area, just give it a little extra TLC, a little extra focus, uh, and that will go a long way. Yeah, I mean, those are the top two. I'd say just really try to avoid the high Im impact stuff, jumping, sprinting, running. I mean, I think walking, you know, could be good, but just be smart with it. Try to choose what works best for you. You know, obviously you're not going to be running or anything like that. Um, I think walking could be still pretty solid. I mean, you're going to have to walk in your daily life. So just continuously practicing that could be something that's good. But I mean, there's no one size fits all. I'd say those two are the best. I don't know if there's anything else that's really, you know, the bike could feel okay, but it may. It you may could really worse. do anything. Case it's, in it's point, say, play yeah. with it. If it hurts you, maybe be careful with it, limit it. Um, but do it honestly makes you feel the best. It's most realistic to your schedule. Maybe you don't know how to swim. Maybe you hate chlorine. Maybe you hate water getting in your ear, and that's not realistic. Um, you know, maybe you like to watch. Um, something while you're doing cardio, you know, I love incline walk for that reason. And you can go nice and slow and that can be pretty low impact, but, you know, playing around with things and finding what's best for you and not so much worrying about what's best for someone else will also go a long way. Yeah. And I just wanted to also add on, like, you know, this question was asked with a knee injury. Uh, a lot of this is once again, it's so different. Like, what does that knee injury look like? Like how severe was it? Um, did it, was it, three years ago, like people ask us these types of questions and, you know, they've been fully recovered and they've been good. Like I just, you know, everything is so personalized that it's like hard to give a one size fits all answer, but the main thing always is going to apply. Like it really depends on your situation and also just, you know, whatever feels right is, is essentially the best kind of rule of thumb answer. But yeah, there's just a lot of things that can go into something like this as well. All right. We're going to fire up one more. So what do you do with friends that want help, but won't listen? Oh, I'm going to let you take this one. That's a tough one. Yeah. I got asked for this in uh, one of my check-ins from a client, Amanda, very recently. She's like, hey, I've had so many people reach out to me and they've just been like, wow, I've seen your transformation. Like she's lost um, a lot of weight. Uh, she's done incredibly well. She won a competition against a bunch of friends and she won like $400 from losing the most amount of weight. It was kind of funny because she was competing against two guys who had way more to lose. And I was like, well, I don't think that's really fair because like you should do it off of percentage. Um, but she's like, no, I'm, I'm still going to beat them. I don't care. So we helped her. She lost weight. Now she's gaining muscle. Long story short, a bunch of people have been reaching out to her. And I think this is tough because the reality is a lot of people already don't want to listen. Like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. People already have in their mind the exact way they want to do it. They want to hear a specific thing. And if they don't hear it, their their ears are closed. It doesn't really matter. And that's what I find really tough about this. So for example, two of her friends, like they 
don't believe you can um, still eat more food while losing weight. They're like, no, I have to have 800 calories. She's like, no, because I've taught her all the principles and they just don't understand. I think that's super, super, super tough. My personal experience, I don't try to force someone into something that they don't want to do because it's not going to work. I try to give tips as much as possible, but only when they ask. But the truth is that I've learned that um, maybe one of the best things you can do is just start to set an example. So for example, um, if you, if they can't, like understand it just from you explaining it. Maybe if you're hanging out with them and if they're actually serious, start setting an example, you know, Hey, look, um, by the way, I'm, I'm at dinner and I just ordered this and it's not a hundred calorie cabbage roll or, or, or lettuce or whatever. I'm actually able to have real food, like start to slowly ingrain it into their head. And, and, and if they want to, you know, start taking notes and listening, cool. But you know, the, the harsh reality is a lot of people I do find are kind of already closed minded and I hate to be a pessimist and I hate to be that person, but you just have to be careful. Cause you know, if you get so ingrained and if you're someone that wants it more than they want it, but they don't even care to listen, you're going to be very frustrated. It's going to be annoying. And I've learned that, you know, the hard way of trying to help a lot of people who just don't really want to be helped. So I know that's not the greatest answer. That's just kind of what's on my mind. I'm sure Josh also has some good tips as well, though. Wow. That was a a really awesome answer. And, you know, actually I wanted to add on quickly too. another thing I had for thoughts. Uh, I've read a lot of little motivational things underneath like my monitor. I use my laptop, plug into a monitor and I do most of my work there. Obviously, you know, as an online coach. Um, And one of the things, you know, I wrote recently was be a leader. And it's something that I've really been thinking about lately because, you know, a great example, like me and Kyle, you know, one of us will be really fired up. One of us might not be, we might both be on the same plane, but if Kyle's like absolutely killing it, you know, he's just doing everything right. Like it just, I, I go, wow, I, I want to step up to that level. Like I want to get going. I want to do more. And, you know, a great way to bring change in other people is just to be a leader, you know, to lead by example. And, you know, if you can really just be someone who's like, you know, a pillar of, uh, you know, discipline or someone who does their best or, you know, whatever it is, others will follow, you know, even I'll say, I train a lot of couples and I'll say, listen, one, well, one of you is weak. One of you has to be strong. You know, if one of you goes, Hey, like, you know, should we order in or should we just, you know, heck with the diet or skip the gym, be the leader, you know, in that moment and say, no, we're going to feel so good. Once we do this, come on, we got this, you know, like be there to help other people. And by, by being a leader that will just go such a long way. And I know I'm saying that a lot, but I do truthfully believe it because it's so important, you know, like when you lead by example, others want to follow and they can really see if you just talk the talk, no one's going to care. Right. Um, so that's just something I've personally been thinking about a lot, you know, even in my own life and in different areas. And one thing I'm very, very passionate about, and I tell clients quite a lot. So that's something I'm trying to focus on. Uh, anything to add with that? Yeah, I just, I, I totally agree with that. Um, one thing as you were, you know, talking, I, I was thinking about this as well is that like, try not to just get like frustrated at people because the thing is, even as a coach, I realize a lot of times people's preconceived thoughts comes from a whole different, like you really have to try to understand where they're coming from as well. And I'll use an example. There may be some person who has tried to diet for five years who does not think that they can include a cookie into their thing, right? And hey, I totally get it. I understand. Like I try to put myself in their shoes. Okay. Why do they believe this? Is it coming from an eating disorder? Is it coming from, you know, them being upset with themselves for like five years or something? So if I'm going to use this example with, let's say, one of my friends who just doesn't believe that it's possible, maybe I'm going to be able to just slowly introduce it to him. But hey, listen, look, look at this meal I got. Like, you know, it's not 100% healthy, but it's within my calories. Oh, have you seen this app? It's called MyFitnessPal. And like just 
each time do like a little bit of a, you know, nudge without like sitting there and lecturing him. Like, actually the research says you have to do this. Like people are just going to stop listening. They're just going to turn their brain off. But if you can try to educate in a way where you're kind of leading, but you're keeping a bit more fun, you know, there's a lot that I could go on about, but I just think that all of these principles will really help you help someone else out. Um, and these are the things that we try to utilize within our clients, within our friends, within our family and all that good stuff. So yeah, it's a great question. That's it. You know, even as I've mentioned in the past, me and Kyle, we started a business. Everyone, haha, you starting your little business, your little fitness thing. Oh, you're trying to get all fit. And it, it was just so funny to see, you know, as we continue to, you know, grow and, you know, do more and be our best selves. And, you know, that has the effect on other people. Now I train a ton of my friends, um, you know, people that are really close to me are reaching out and seeing the value in it. And that's because, you know, I sucked to my message. I've showcased my value. And, you know, if you want to encourage other people, just keep doing amazing. You know, every time we post one of our clients transformations, all their friends are like, hey, I want to get in on this, too. And, you know, even one of my clients, um, Daniel, I was just talking to him how proud I am of him because he's led by example for his family and I said you know your daughters are going to see this that you care about your health you care about your fitness you want to be you know a great dad to be there for them and you know his cousin ended up signing up Kevin he's an awesome guy too and it's just amazing to see how you can influence other people and spread that joy and positivity and um, you know help other people you know realize their full potential in terms of fitness healthy uh, healthiness and happiness Uh, so just definitely a good thought to end on is be a leader you know be there for someone um, you know, hopefully you really enjoyed this podcast. And I think this was a really, really good one full of some amazing knowledge. And I think we were really fired up because we had a coffee today, yeah. as is typical. Um, but we are really trying hard for the goal of 200 reviews by the end of the month. Uh, we knew, uh, well, I guess the month's over when we release this, but um, hopefully we made it there. If not, still leave a review, please. We're trying to make 200. As of right now, I think we need nine more reviews. And today's the 28th. So it'll really mean the world if you could just take a few seconds and help us blast even past 200 reviews really goes a long way uh you can just go ahead and easily do that by just going to the podcasting app on any apple device yes i know you might listen on spotify but if you have an ipad a macbook pro or an iphone just download the podcast app search fit healthy happy podcast click the stars and then click write a review and just leave us an honest review you know we're not trying to say hey put five stars obviously we'd love that but you know we love to hear what people think and you know seeing how everyone has put five stars so far means the world and that everyone loves it you know we read every review so thank you to everyone who takes a few seconds out of their day to make our day um, because hopefully we made yours today with this episode get out there and crush it you got your whole week ahead of you peace and love always peace